doesn't sound like a show opening up. To you it's just a game For me it's all I know I make them remember my name Before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom That's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking Drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content You tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits Quality is I promise This is more than a show This is a way of life Cause the game as it grows Takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest If you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three And if the pins ain't from them Don't bring them to me Cause I go off like a rocket launcher Man, I just ate the beat I'm a real monster I can hear the crowd chanting MVP That's my mantra Here's a standing on For the opinionated bench warmers Welcome to the Opinionated Bench Warmers Podcast, episode 69. Your Opinionated Bench Warmers are back. Uh, we got Carlos in here. We got Ramon with me, as always. We appreciate all the support. We appreciate all the listeners, everybody that's been subscribing to us. Uh, merchandise coming soon. We'll drop the information on Friday. So make sure that you follow us on underscore Bench Warmers for the launch of our merchandise. You can feel free to purchase. Continue to subscribe to us. Please continue to support. Continue to follow Continue to share with a friend. Man, this is a very special episode as always. We got a very, very special guest. Well, he's not a guest anymore, man. It's the second go around. Hey, and I'm, that's Ron Butler. I'm sports official agent now, in the NFL, man. man. What's up, man? <laughs> hey, man, I'm official, man. Y'all got, got me back on again. It's always a pleasure to get with you guys, man. Y'all, y'all great people, man. I appreciate you guys having me on again, man. Oh, no problem. We appreciate you for, for accepting our invite, man. I just want to start off. We got a lot to get into, so we're going to jump into it quickly. But as always, follow Ron. Ron, go ahead and tell your, your socials where they can find you, where those young athletes, those young promising athletes can get with somebody like you who can guide them through the sports industry, man. Go ahead, and, go ahead, man. Put your team on, man. Hey, man, let me put the team on, man. You can follow my Instagram page at Agent, Agent Butler one um, My company page is agency one sports group um that's what the number one on both so yes sir feel free yes, to jump sir. on it and 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 check out what we're doing man you heard the man so when you follow o underscore bitch ones we're gonna have videos and clips from this interview by this discussion that we're doing make sure that you follow ron he a black man in the industry don't forget about that Please. support black businesses doing this thing he got so many great players out there in the league, Ron. Do you want to just tell some of your clientele? Are you, you know? Hey, let me. Let me it ain't off. bragging, man. It ain't bragging. <laughs> it's true, <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> I, I'm gonna run off a few names for you guys, man. Some, you know, some guys that's you know making some noise right now. Um, Levante David, who's been playing lights out this season, definitely think he'll uh, be up for Defensive Player of the Year with the season he's having so far. God willing. Uh, Denzel Perryman. Uh, from the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, mm, uh, mm. Philip Dorsett from the Seattle Seahawks. Mm, mm. Um, who am I forget? I'm, I, fellas, when y'all see this, I apologize. If y'all see this interview, I forgot a couple names, but uh, P. Rod, <laughs> man. P. Rod. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, my man, Patrick. Hey, my man, Patrick Robinson, man, from the New Orleans Saints. Um, yes, sir. Eleven. Um, my man, uh, Demonte Kazee, who actually went down the other night from the Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcons. So. You know, those guys, are they've been doing their thing. They've been doing their thing. So just definitely want to mention those names. Yes, sir. So you heard it there, man. I mean, if you're a young athlete that you're listening to this, you know, Ron, he, he, he laid out all his credentials. Great guy. So he's a good guy to link up to. Tons of experience, everything, all of that, man. So we appreciate everybody for supporting us, man. Make sure that you support Ron, too, man. We support him, so he support us. So that, you know, you already know. Right, we just want to we want to start off by letting you know, man, that your episode to this date is our highest downloaded episode in our catalog, man. That's sixty nine episodes, bro. We didn't had other guests. We didn't, you know, we didn't had, you know, we've been privileged to interview a, a assistant NBA coach, and you know, his is up there too. But Ron, man, so something like the last conversation we had. You know, and if you if you're listening and hadn't heard it, make sure that you go back in our catalog. It's called uh, Experiences with Ron Butler. 
man, that, that, that conversation we had was very impactful, man. And, and a lot of people enjoyed it, man. And I don't know if it's people going back to it because it's so good, but the numbers on that episode continue to climb, man. Hey, man, the way I see it, man, is, as long as we having, you know, just genuine conversation and we just talking about what's out there, um, hell, we should make this this episode right here should be the next one. So let's let's make sure we right. uh we get the people what they want. Yeah, as always. Right, yeah. As so, always. So I want to just take the temperament in the room like I do on every episode. How y'all fellas doing, man? Hey, I'm doing good, man. I'm I, I'm happy to be here. Hey. My Lakers up three one. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> gotta let them know. Man. We go. Got to hit them with it. Hey, hey, I, hey, I had to mess with you a little bit. There, yeah, you we, know? we gonna get to that. We gonna we gonna start out. What about you, man? How you feeling, brother? Man, I'm good, bro. Same sentiments as Los, man. It's been a good day for me, so I'm ready to get rolling, bro. Ready to get rolling. And Ron, you 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 were doing a lot of traveling, but you feeling good, huh, bro? Yeah, man, I'm feeling good, man. Obviously, you know the Lakers did their thing last night. You know, went up three one. You know, like, so that kind of made my even a little sour. But mm. you know, hey, I'm a Heat Heat Nation till we die. So you know, we'll we'll be all right. Hey, we're we'll gonna right. get to, we're gonna get to the loyal teams, man. We appreciate loyalty around here. We're lo- we really loyal Lakers fans. Ironically, you know, did we, we say three? You said three? Did we yeah, say three? All three hey, of us, man. He three one on the pie right now, too, man. <laughs> three one Lakers on the pie, bro. That's Got him. Got him. <laughs> yes, sir. So yeah, we're gonna jump right into it, man. Uh we we are obviously in a in a in a present state where, you know, I think last time we talked, Ron, you know, we saw the pandemic kind of start and you know started to take a course and started to affect things in the sports world but now we've seen you know of course the NBA is in the bubble you know it seemed pretty successful and the NFL you know which we discussed on the show was kind of late to the party as it seemed as far as preparation um as far as this COVID protocol we just want to start off by saying do you feel as though the NFL is really you know do you think they're on top of it like they need to be or do you think that they had a set plan as opposed to the nba or you feel as though COVID is just kind of it's kind of getting out of hand i mean let me let me be honest i think when the nba made a decision to um continue playing you know their structure that they had you know where they have a certain amount of teams inside the bubble um you know the playoff system you know, just how they just how they came together and figured and strategized and figured out a way to actually continue to number one be able to play games, but also to be able to continue to drive fans to to watch it, even though they weren't playing in front of a, a live audience. Um, so I think that they did a hell of a job. Man, I'm gonna be real with you. I think with the numbers in terms of each team. You know, we're talking about, let's say, max, what, 15 players each team? Yeah. Plus personnel. Um, you know, it, it's, what, 31 teams in the NBA? So, 30. yeah, 30. So, so 30 teams in the NBA. I think that the way they approached it, they had a great they had a great strategy, a great plan. Obviously, if guys didn't uh, comply with the rules and regulations, they were sent home, you know, it is what it is. I think with the NFL, it's really hard to – duplicate what they did because of the number of teams and the number of players. Um, I I saw, I believe it was the New Orleans Saints that did have some type of bubble structure, you know, in terms of training camp and not guys not being able to go home and this, that, and the other. I think they did it the right way. You had some other teams that allow players to go home, come back to the facility. They're testing once a day. I think that, you know, when you don't have everybody on one accord where, hey, these are our guidelines, these, this is what you must follow. If you don't follow them, then, you know, here's, here's the, uh, the penalty for not following them. I think that they didn't have that. Um, I also think the numbers were too high in regards, in regards to the amount of players that would have been, um, you know, having to go into quarantine or having to be in a bubble. I think once they get to the – back end of the season playoff teams i think then they'll probably they'll probably put everybody in the bubble i see a lot of changes um day to day from the nfl to nflpa in terms of how they're doing things with um being able to bring in players that they want to work out free agent guys where now 
you have to quarantine if a guy's working out for a team. But just say he comes in on a Saturday, you have to quarantine Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and you don't actually work out until Tuesday. So you're there literally three to four days until you're actually getting on the field to work out and your workout is 15 to 20 minute workouts. So it's a lot going on. Things are changing day to day, the way that they're, um, the different protocols, they're doing testing every day. I think they're really trying to get a hold on it, but I definitely think it's a little bit more difficult being that there's so many players and so many, and, and, and so many teams and not being able to be in one city. Yeah, I think, um, you know, really what I wanted to get your thoughts on is I think they just going to, they knew that these cases were going to come, right? They oh, yeah. kind of expected these going to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sean Payton even mentioned it, that when they get to the playoffs, they should probably bubble them then. You know what I'm saying? You got the most vital games then. Let's see if we can get through the season and then bubble everybody once you get to the playoffs. So that way you're right. not missing somebody like Cam Newton for an important game. You know what yep. I'm saying? to that extent. So I think that idea is great. No, I definitely agree with that, man. I think that, that, you know, Peyton, you know, coach Peyton, you know, obviously he's already had the COVID. He's been through that, that process. Um, But they've also done a great job just in terms of making sure that, you know, from an organization standpoint, they're treating it um, with, in terms of a plan, like they have their own plan, from a team standpoint. So I think that they've done a good job in terms of keeping their guys safe and off the COVID list and, you know, testing wise, they've been following the protocol. And I think they've taken even an extra step in terms of coming up with their own plans to keep everybody safe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I I agree as well with kind of how y'all, with what y'all were saying essentially that the NFL has been placed, even though we kind of scrutinize them, they've been placed in a different position you know we haven't seen how the NBA is going to actually tackle an entire season you know the NBA came back and they just had to finish a few games and then it led into kind of how Los is saying you know they did the playoffs having that all in a bubble but we haven't seen yet how the NBA or really you know really any league at this point outside of the WNBA of course their season is short and condensed but we haven't seen a league actually have like a full season in a bubble so I think it can kind of be a little bit unfair to put the NFL, you know, out there and say, okay, maybe they should have done this or that. I mean, we saw Major League Baseball basically approach it the same way kind of that the NFL has essentially done it. So um, I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, as even you were saying, Lowe's, how that will transpire when you get closer to those bigger games and how that plan may change and alter. But I think that the NFL has been, you know, just kind of maybe receiving a little bit of unfair scrutiny because no one else has – you know, really done a, an entire season outside of a regular bubble confined situation. So it's kind of uncharted waters for anybody. No, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. I also think that each team has, has to make themselves accountable for what their guys are doing once they leave the facility. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the, the Tennessee Titans situation where the facility gets shut down, but guys say, hey, you know what? Screw that. We want to practice anyway. Let's go over to this high school. And now, you know, Tennessee is, you know, they've, they've had cases every day. And you got, you got, you have uh, personnel that, you know, that are even having those cases. So I think each team has to put some type of rules and regulations in place aside from what the league is doing, because, you know, you, you, you're costing them, you know, you're costing yourselves, uh, pretty much games if you're not uh, careful in terms of how you approach it. So, yeah, and if, if, you're, if you're listening uh, for the listeners, what he's discussing, of course, the Titans and the Steelers game didn't transpire, got postponed uh, just because of the fact that there were, like he mentioned, too many cases that were being served uh, that were testing positive. Um, it's interesting that you bring it up about teams being responsible for their players and it's interesting enough to bring that up to you because you're in that industry. Uh, when you have something like this happen with the NFL, maybe threatening actual repercussions for the Titans, like you mentioned, for players practicing and they weren't supposed to be nowhere near each other until these cases figure themselves out. 
are these players affected by their paychecks by this type of movement when they got guys that are that when games are canceled and stuff like this? No, I mean they're definitely they're definitely affected because now if the, that game is not played, how do you pay pay a guy for that week or for that game if the game doesn't get played? So now they're hoping to get that game in to make sure that, hey, from a rating standpoint, because of our TV deal, we got to get that game in. And then we also looking at it from a, um, just from a, a salary paycheck standpoint, you know, if guys aren't playing, then they're not paying. So that, that's, that's, that's kind of the thought process. That's crazy, Ron. And I think that it would almost, it just, you me using my imagination with, with my, just my amateur sports career. It's just kind of just understanding how the vibe would be because I know if I'm a guy that that's really needing that money, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I'm not a I'm a Derek Henry, I'm I'm paid, you know what I mean? But then right. you got guys on the team that really needs that paycheck. They're not getting the, you know, the endorsement money that these other guys are getting. It's mm-hmm. just like, man, just you know, work out, you know, you know, be safe, wash your hands, distance yourself, and go home. You know, don't do all this extracurricular activities that, that's going on. So I thought it was interesting. Uh, we, we also saw that the Patriots and the Patriots and the Chiefs game was moved to Monday, mm-hmm. uh, which was unorthodox. Uh, I thought the NFL did a good job of being able to flex the schedule like that. Uh, right. We saw a lot of that with the NBA through the playoffs, you know, even when when we, when they, you know, protested. That, that game really didn't – you know, they really had it almost scheduled out to where if anything happened that they would be able to make the game up with no abrupt – scheduling in within the you know within the, the league or whatever so I mean I think it's very important you know to just understand that like this stuff isn't going away you know so we gotta you know really kind of get get into you know get into gear kind of like and you know try to you know people got to be responsible it's gonna be a long season if not you know but Listen, uh, I've, I've said from the beginning um, I had I had somebody talk to me uh, I want to say from from the league the league office and they said, you know, this is a situation where the virus isn't going to adjust to us. We have to adjust to the virus. And that goes from just day to day. That goes from sports. That goes to, you know, our regular jobs. Like, we have to adjust. So there's going to be certain things that, you know, we aren't used to that we may have to get used to because we're going to have to adjust. So, just to kind of circle back real quick on something that you were saying in regards to, uh, you know, guys not playing and not being able to get paid and, you know, the repercussions of not following the rules. So just to kind of share with you guys, um, normally in a, in a 17 week season, the teams have bye weeks, correct? On those bye weeks, you're allowed to go home. You're allowed to go here. You're allowed to go there. Well, the NFL and the NFLPA just came out with a protocol, I want to say it was last week, where now you can't go home on your bye week. You have to stay in your city. You're going to be tested every day on your bye week. So you're not able to leave and then come back, you know. And, and this is a way that I think that they feel like, hey, if, if we do it this way and that God doesn't comply with what we put in place in terms of the rules, then we're going to find him. If he misses another test, now you're going to be suspended for the season. So wow. they're taking – yeah, they're making the adjustments based on, um, you know, the spiking numbers. They're seeing certain guys that are testing positive and you don't, you're not necessarily sure where it comes from or who in the locker room has it. You have to take every precaution in regards to um, just, just, just being responsible and being professional. So yeah. this, is, this, is, yeah. this is what's happening now. I, I'm just just a quick question, right? Quickly. Um, so we kind of talked about the scheduling issues. We talked about you know players facing injuries, different things like that. What happens to a player that gets hurt? And let's just say they're going to be out for six weeks or so. They're going to be on IR. You know, do they have to stay connected with the team at that point, or do they have a chance to get away from it, to go home, to maybe be around their family and all those kind of situations? And in those type of situations, do you feel that, you know, let's just say a player is having a, a rough time or something like that, and they really want to be around their family, and they kind of got a little bit of a tweak or something like that. Do you think that players may, lack of a better term, kind of take advantage of that and say, okay, I, I'm a little bit hurt, 
you know, I'll sit this out, go back and chill with my family for a little bit and then come back on my own time. Like, how do you maybe see some of those situations being handled? Well, the league actually gave us, if you guys remember, you know, rewind back before the season started, they gave players an opportunity to opt out. Okay. If they opted out because they had some type of pre-existing condition, um, they would be paid, let's just call it 350000 for the season. Okay. Then you also had guys that didn't have pre-existing conditions that may have been in a situation kind of like what you mentioned, Ramon, which was, hey, I want to be around my family. You know, I'm, I, I'm not able to see my kids, et cetera, et cetera. They gave them an opportunity to opt out too. Okay, and instead of paying them three hundred and fifty thousand, they paid them one hundred and fifty thousand, which basically comes off of your contract for next year. So you're just getting it's it's we're just fronting you the money now, you know what I'm saying? Um, but what happens is during the season, um, if a guy goes on IR, they're going on short term IR now. So where it was before, where either you're on IR designated for return after week eight, week nine or you're going on IR for the whole season. So now it's not eight weeks anymore. It's a short-term IR, which is three weeks, okay? During those that three-week period, you have to be tested every day, okay? So there's not an opportunity for you to leave and go home or do any of that. Um, you're supposed to be there so you can rehab. So you're going into the building so they're treating it just like you're, you know, like you're healthy, except for, hey, you, you can't practice, but you still have to go to rehab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me ask a question on that. I, I, I actually like the short term IR. I do, too. I do, flexibility, too. You know what I'm saying? Because before mm-hmm. that IR, you hear a player going IR, you're like, oh, man, they pretty much gone for the yeah. year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now you're like, IR, which one is it? Okay, short term, three weeks, they back. You know, some, right. some injuries don't cause players to be out you know, eight weeks or whatever. I know sometimes right. roster shuffling and things that they do. So hopefully I'm hoping in the NFL, I don't know, I want to get your thoughts, continue to do this here on out, you know, COVID or not, you know, this short-term IR. I mean, I, I definitely like the approach. I think that um, it gives players an opportunity that would normally be out, let's just call it, let's just call it three weeks or four weeks. And now you're not a guy that has to be designated for return because I believe it's only two of those that you allow per team, a guy that goes on IR. So with this, with the plan right now, you can go on a short-term IR for three weeks and you can bring everybody back. You know what I mean? I, I like that approach. Um, I've seen it. You know, I actually have a guy right now that's on IR. Uh, Philip Dorsett is on IR um, for uh, a foot issue. And a team didn't want to put them on IR for the season. They said, hey, you know what? We're going to carry you on the roster, et cetera, et cetera. But he was in a position where he wasn't really fully healthy. So, hey, we're going to put you on short-term IR, and we'll revisit him in three weeks. So I like that approach. Yeah. Um, I also yeah. have another guy that just went on IR for the season. You know, Obviously, if it's an injury that um, you're going to be out for the year, then it, it kind of is what it is. But I, I like that approach. Yeah, so with a lot of players of uncertainty, just in general in life, COVID messed up a lot of stuff. I know, at, you know, where I work at, it affected us. We had to do layoffs and everything. But you kind of equate that to in your field with guys that are – this is a contract season. And they really, really, you know, kind of like, you know, college athletes who really need this season to prove that they belong on the next level. They need some more tape. Then as NFL players that's on that contract year that's ready to – you know, try to prove that they try to prove that they can earn a bigger contract. Where do you think COVID comes into it? How does that affect the player on it with COVID that's doing a contract year that's on a contract year right now? Well, I think it, it, it's, it's about three different things for me. Um, the way I, the way I look at it, one, we didn't have an OTA. Okay. We didn't have a mini camp. We didn't have any preseason games. Okay. So you start to look at the injuries. I believe it was like week, was it week two or, yeah, it was week two where you, I, I believe it was like seven or eight ACL tears all in the same week. It was crazy. That is like unheard of. So, but I, what I think it, what it, I believe that that stems from is not doing enough football game type, game speed 
type preparation. Okay. And when you don't have that and you go right into week one, the body has to adjust the, 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 the muscles, the, the fast twitch, everything, the, uh, the lateral movement, you have to be able to, uh, just, just kind of ease into that. In this situation, there wasn't no easing into it. It was time to play a game. Week one, get out there. It's time to go. Okay. Um, I, I, I believe that from the standpoint, all of the injuries that are piling up, especially you have guys that are in contract years, you're having, um, you know, a season where fans can't have 100% capacity. So now that affects the money that's coming in to, all, to, to the whole league, to each team. Now it changes your salary cap. So with the salary cap not going up like it was supposed to, based on all of the new TV deals that were coming in, um, it's going to stay flat at the worst. I believe right now it's going to be at about 175000 for the next four years, minimum. So it won't go below 175, but I, I believe based on the hit that they have to take, it's going to probably be around, let's just call it 185, 190, where before it was projected to be 215. Okay, so now you're paying all of these guys, these big deals, this, this, that, and et cetera. You'll see a guy like, um, let's just say a Mahomes or a guy like uh, Alvin Kamara. Um, you know, who, who are some other guys that got done? Chris McCaffrey, Deshaun Watson. So I think what happens, I think what happens, and this is just from having dialogue with different teams, is that a lot of those contracts are going to be cut. Maybe not your, you know, your guys who have just gotten paid, but maybe it's your guy that's, you know, in year two of his deal, he's got X, Y, and Z left on the back end. Um, he's a player that you like, but – He's, he, he'll probably end up being a, a cap casualty. I keep hearing those conversations. So for me, when I go in to negotiate a deal, um, you know, obviously my, 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 if my client has been playing at a very high level, let's just say over the last three years, and it's time for him to get compensated, you know, is it fair to me or is it fair to my client that he's not able to get top dollar because of everything else that's going on? No, it's not. But that's kind of the, you know, potentially a reality that it might be based on what the, what East team's uh, cap number is, what, you know, what the cap number is for an entire league. I think all of those things are going to be affected by it. But, you know, for me, you know, I'm about jumping on the table for my guys. So my guy needs to get paid. I know you got this guy over here, but <laughs> we gotta, y'all going to have to figure something out. Yeah. You know? But it's definitely yeah. going to be effective. Yeah, man, I, I think that, you know, that's, that's good. That's good dialogue. And you kind of hit two uh, subjects in one because we were yeah. going to discuss the injuries and you, you touched on that. Just amount of the, the amount of, I guess, the lack of prep, like you said. And there were a lot of people that were proponents of cutting the preseason down, which they got right. done, uh, which they were supposed to be cut to two games this year, right? Correct. Two preseasons. And you have people that saying that, hey, look, I, we don't, we need to do away with preseason. What's the point of it? Do you think that something like this and the amount of injuries? I mean, we've seen Christian McCaffrey go down. We've seen Saquon go down. We've seen some pretty big names go down as far as that. And then you got, um, goodness, I'm terrible with names. Uh, I don't know why. Who's the Atlanta, Atlanta wide receiver. Hamstring. Julio. 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 Yeah. Julio. You got Julio who's who's hampering a hamstring. Like you got all these soft tissue injuries that are happening. Michael Thomas. Mike Thomas. Oh, don't do that to me, Ron. I was gonna try to leave that one. You gotta pull it out, bro. Yeah, don't let them slide. Don't let them slide. But hey, you know, it's a lot of injuries, you know, to be honest with you. And there's a lot of people that was trying to do away with preseason. Do you think something like this will let people know, hey, we need this preseason, if not just to get, like you say, because nothing can pay for this type of game but the game. So, I mean, you, when you speak on that, how did you feel before? Did you feel like they should cut the preseason down or do away with it? Or do you feel like this situation with the COVID, so many injuries, do you feel as though a preseason is necessary? 
I believe a preseason is necessary. I believe all four games are necessary. And let me tell you why. Each team is carrying 90 players in training camp, okay? We know that each team has to get down to the 53-man roster, and then they also have, um, you know, 10 to 12 players on practice squad. This year is 16, okay? And then you have a bunch of other guys. Let's just call it 27, 27 to 37-plus guys that are going to be on the street, okay? This year, I saw it. I guess you could say I had a front row seat because I had a couple of guys that were guys that were pretty much, you know, tweeners, possibility of make it, making it, but they needed that camp and they needed that preseason to be able to show teams what they could do. Okay. It's always it's an interview. Okay. Even if you're not making that team, you're interviewing for 31 other teams. So it's necessary to have those guys that are seventh round picks, sixth round picks, fifth round picks, guys that are uh, undrafted guys to get an opportunity to go out and actually showcase what they can do. So if you look at it this year, we went into training camp with 90, but then the NFL comes back and says, hey, you guys got to cut it down to 80. So now you got to cut 10 players. Okay. Those 10 players didn't get a chance to go through camp. They didn't get a, a chance to go through training camp. They didn't get a chance to even put pads on, okay? So when I'm looking at that, I'm saying, okay, well, you know, I know my guy can play, but he's not getting an opportunity to showcase himself because of all of these different mandates that are, are being handed down. So for this year, I definitely thought it was necessary. I understood that because of the COVID, we were in a situation where we had to adjust, like I talked about earlier, okay? Um, However, fast forward to next year, we're, you know, we're in a better space, you know, economically, we're in a better space in terms of um, sports. Um, I believe that there should be some sort of preseason. It gives players an opportunity to showcase themselves, but it also gives players a chance to um, just get some work in. Even those, those veteran elite guys, it gives them an opportunity to get some work in. It gives them an opportunity to, to, to tackle catch some passes, to play at full, to play full speed. I think you just have to manage their time as an organization. Um, so if you cut it down from, let's just say it was four games, you cut it down to two, I think it gives everybody an opportunity to, to just kind of get in the groove, and it gives those other younger guys a chance to kind of go out and prove themselves. It gives them tape. So I think it's, I think, I think it's necessary. Okay. All right. That's an interesting take. Yeah, I, I agree with him, man. We think about all the, the names, you know. One name I could think of was like Victor Cruz. You know, Victor Cruz was a player that pretty much made himself, made his name in the preseason. Yep. You know, and these players, you, you think about those players that, you know, who could have been this year, you know what I'm saying? Who could have been that undrafted player, right, that exploded, you know, finally got an opportunity because of injuries or whatever, with all the injuries going on. And now, you know, obviously they can carry more players and things like that, so – that makes it a little better. But, again, those undrafted guys that was on the back end that didn't get a chance, man, it's just – so I'm with you, Ryan. I, I'm, I want, I'm all for preseason. And it gives us more football to watch, too. So. Absolutely. So uh, so with the COVID on the brink, it seems like the, so the media, every sports world is in chaos right now because, you know, the NFL, multi-million dollar industry, billion dollar industry, I'm sorry, is is at odds kind of like you know we got games being canceled right now we don't know you know we saw Corey Corey uh Col who's it? Corey Coleman uh was tested positive so for the Titans we don't know if that the Titans may very well have another game canceled because of this do you see this season being completed yes yes good, good. And, the and, I, and the reason I say that it's 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 too much money that could be lost potentially. That's that's the reason that they're pushing all the sports. Okay, we know guys want to play. We know the fans want to watch. Um, I mean, look at college football. We thought there would probably be no college football. Pac-12 decided, hey, we weren't. We're not going to play. Um, I believe it was a couple other uh, conferences that decided they not they weren't going to play. Team started playing games, conversation started happening. Okay, we're gonna play. Mm -hmm. They're gonna they're gonna force it uh, because I think it's necessary to um, for the owners, and I think it's necessary for 
the TV deals for the NFL. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think they, they finish it out. Okay. Definitely. I guess to go along with that as well, do you think it's going to become a situation where these players that are on this COVID list are pretty much almost just treated as, like, injuries? Because I know, like, right now, you know, they're rescheduling games, pushing games back. But as the season goes on and you can't really move teams to, quote, unquote, a bye week anymore or, you know, totally reshuffle things and rescheduling becomes a little bit more difficult, do you think it's going to be a situation where, hey, just like we saw Cam Newton just had to sit out of the game and they played it without him, you think they're just going to go on business as usual? Hey, this game is on this Sunday. If a player contracts it or has it, they sit out, you know, and so forth and so on. Like, how do you think that's going to be handled? No, I, I think that they're going to always make adjustments. You better have a number two ready behind your number one. And you better have a number three behind your number two. Okay? So you have to treat it like, you know, let's just call it an ankle, an ankle injury or a hamstring injury. We don't know how long those guys are going to be out. The difference is those guys are allowed to be around the facility. Those guys aren't in quarantine. Okay, that's that's the difference between having a real injury and then having contracting the virus. So I believe that um, you know they're they're in a position where you have your big name guys that goes that go down and it could potentially affect the game. Um, it's going to have to be week to week strategy from each club. Your game plan, hell, it may change, but you have to be able to 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 have the the necessary personnel in there to make sure that those uh, that offense can go or that defense can go as well. So I think that's what it's going to come down to. Again, that's Ron Bullen, sports agency, sports agent from AG1, Agency One Sports Group on with us. Again, we appreciate you for being on, man. Uh, I, I kind of want to uh, get into, you know, some – first of all, I want to tell you, and what I neglected to do, I'm going to be a little selfish here because I got two <laughs> questions for you. Well, one is a statement. I want you, next time you talk to Pat P. Rob, let him okay. know, as a Saints fan, we truly appreciate him for stepping up against the Lions because I wasn't I wasn't too – I was like, man, we got so many injuries in the secondary. But that interception that he threw – I mean, the interception that, that Patrick Robinson caught was none, none other than amazing, man. And he, he made that play and really kind of just changed the scope of the game. We needed that play when it happened. So I need you, when if you get an opportunity to tell him that Saints fans, we truly appreciate him for stepping up. And I, I'm I've always said I think that he deserves to be out there more. So that's my selfish. Hey, hey listen, man, <laughs> let me tell y'all something. I, I I appreciate that, man. I definitely appreciate it. You know, I had some issues with some Saints fans, you know, the last couple of weeks, you know, giving my guy a hard time, not saying mm -hmm. he's gonna be ready or or we playing against Matthew Stafford, he's gonna go out and, you know, yeah. kill P, P Rob and and kill who, who was the other one on the other side? PJ uh PJ Williams. PJ Williams. They're gonna have a field day, this, that, and the other. So, you know, me being very uh, you know, close to my clients, you know, my clients won't say anything, but you know what? I'm I'm a little different. So I'll speak up <laughs> yeah, if necessary. That's right. That's you right. know, I'll speak up if necessary. Speak up. But <laughs> hey, I appreciate them, man. That's that's my selfish <laughs> statement. And then I got a selfish question, okay? Okay. You can choose to answer this or you can choose not to, okay? Okay. All right. So, uh, if you have not noticed, I've been very vocal on this podcast about retirement. I think that it's important to give players flowers while they're playing. But mm -hmm. as you know, uh, with this, this sparks from Drew Brees. I think that Drew Brees is at a point. I, first of all, let me start off by giving him his flowers. I think that he's an all-time saint. Mm -hmm. We appreciate him for what he's done for, for not only Louisiana, New Orleans, but Louisiana as a whole. Like I mentioned to you on the previous episode with me, he brought the morale of the city up during Katrina, you know, with that Atlanta game. And just the way he's been playing, he's top three in, in I mean, he's top, he's the number one in passing yards. Mm -hmm. He's number one in touchdown hey. passes. Completion, the list goes on. First ballot <laughs> Hall of Famer. So yeah, now you I got it out the way. And I but, love it. I love right. it. Right. <laughs> you should have some background music on that point right there. <laughs> some little emotional background music. The violin on the violin on the way you put them up before right. you yeah. cut them down real quick. <laughs> right. So at this point in his career, we all know that Father Time is undefeated. So I'm, 
And I've been through this before because Kobe Bryant is all of our favorite player. And, you know, I witnessed how his career uh, declined toward the end. But, I mean, I, I, let's be real. I mean, since he had that thumb injury last year, he was doing great in the beginning of the season. And he got to a point to where, you know, it, it just his arm is tired because, it, you know, he just can't – you know, his arm cannot take that type of – you know, that those types of reps. So, mm-hmm. what I'm saying, I said all this to say this, is that I feel like it's time for him to retire. And clearly, statistically, it's time for him to retire. I don't want you to comment on that. I want to ask this question. You as a sports agent, there's times where you have a client that now I'm not saying that I'm not speaking on your client list or anybody, but I'm just saying quite naturally in your field, it comes that time where you might have to have a conversation with your client. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say just in for future pur- purposes, or, or do you feel as though as a sports agent, is it, is it important for you to be honest with your with your with your client and say, hey, look, it may be time. Is that a conversation a sports agent has with his client, or is that something that they have to have the inclination in themselves? I mean, let me be honest. As a, as an agent, you look at your player. Number one, you got to gauge a few different things. Number one, are you happy? Are you happy? Okay, that's the first and for that's first and foremost. Number two, your level of play. Okay, if you can tell as an agent, if you can tell, okay, you know what, the I don't see the same passion, or I don't see see the same uh, production that I once saw. Let's sit down and have a conversation. Let me see where your mind is at. Okay, I've had these conversations probably this year. I think I've had maybe like two or three of those conversations. Okay, and when you're going into, you know, week, I mean, uh, year eight, or you're going into week, uh, I keep saying week, you're going into uh, year 12, um, you start looking at the game and it starts to become either one or two things. Either you love it, you love going to work, okay, or you hate waking up going to work, okay? And this game right here, the game of football, you got to love it because if you don't love it, it's going to show. Okay. So to answer your question, I do not have a hard time having that conversation. Um, but most of the time the players come to me and they say, Hey Ron, you know, I, teams ain't paying how they were paying me before. Okay. Teams not playing me how they've been playing me before. Mm-hmm. And I think it might be time for me to throw the towel in. And now it's time for us to have that conversation. Okay. Well, that's alarming because it don't seem like he's going to have a conversation with anybody. It seems like he's going to play. Until, but, hey, look, I appreciate you. be surprised, man. you be surprised, man. I appreciate your honesty, man. Bro, but I, I, feel like you feel like, all, I feel like you did all that just to see if you need to reach out to Drew Agent to get him to have a conversation. <laughs> Maybe I need to get his email. And, <laughs> hey, listen, I'm not taking nothing from Drew. I'm going to tell you like this, man. When those injuries start piling up, okay, and it, it starts to affect the way you play the game, then you might have to look at it and say, okay, well, do I keep going or have I done enough? You know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I yeah. honestly feel like Drew, Drew can, can definitely – I think he can get you to the mountaintop, but I definitely think he got to have a supporting cast to be able to do so. I mean, I, that's, that's my opinion. And I'm not even a huge Saints fan. I'm not even a huge Drew Brees fan, but I can tell you just from being a, being a former player and, and understanding the game, yeah. when the yeah. injuries start happening and, and that thumb, you know <sighs> – can't grip it how I used to grip it. It's starting to affect my deep ball or, 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 or me spinning it, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I had to look at it and say, hey, I got I got one more season left and I'm good. Well, I mean, I look at how you played this past Sunday, and I'm going to move off of this because I don't want to just okay. spend all the time talking about Saints, but he did look good Sunday, you know, outside of when he started the game off with a pick. I could have just like – But what about Brady? What about Brady? Brady looked washed too to me. I mean, I think that he's he had a good game. Oh, what you about Sunday. to say, Ramon? Ramon, what you about to say, Ramon? What you about <laughs> to say? He's on my fantasy team, bro. So I had to pick up for the five touchdowns that he, he had. He put on though, five, man. bro. Yeah, he, he five did. Five of them things. Yeah. He did. I mean, all right, let's let's. All right, I, I'll say. Reserve. I mean, it's been four weeks, and I think that Drew the hit this past week was the first time I saw him throw past twenty yards so accurately. And then it, it, it was kind of alarming to me with the first couple of games, they'll bring in Taysom Hill to throw 20, 30 yards. I'm like, what is wrong with Drew? Why Drew can't do it? Then but let me ask you, but let me, not to cut you off, let me ask you this. 
do you think that had anything to do with not having the preseason? I don't know because I don't know if Drew would have played much in the preseason. He probably would have played one series, right? I think he would have. He would have played. We, he would have played preseason game number three. They would have played a half, and then maybe the third quarter. Yeah, that's true. And that's that would have been enough reps. That's giving the guys time to really kind of adjust to. Hey, I'm the speed of the game. I'm back in this thing. I believe. I'm telling you, not having a mini camp, not having the OTAs, mm-hmm. not having preseason. Looking at listen, looking at Brady in week one, I said, man, hold on, man. They could have kept Jameis Winston for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, well, he, he, I think he's thrown two pick six. He got one to uh, Jack Rabbit from the Saints. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I believe he he threw another one. Was it last week? I think yeah, last week. Yeah, 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 yes. Was it the Chargers? He threw one. He threw one against the Chargers. And I always felt like, even, even going back for the last couple of years, I felt like Brady's arm was getting weaker. He couldn't mm. throw the deep ball how he used to throw the deep ball. But then I look at this past week's game, I said, wait a minute. Brady out there spinning it. Hmm. So it made me kind of look at it again and say, okay, you know what? They got something over there. Well, thanks, Ron. I feel much better about the season. Hey, man. Because it's week four. It's week five, you know what I'm saying? Don't make him feel better. Don't make him feel better. Maybe the first four weeks was like the preseason. You're right. (laughs) Thank you, Ron, man. When when they get your man back, that's the problem. When they get your guy back who's Mm -hmm. catching 130, 140 uh, uh, passes a year, when they get him back, Appreciate it, Ron. Yeah, I feel better now, I'm man. I, that, I'm glad, man. I had to get an expert. Hey, man, I'm a football guy, man. I, I, I watch these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I mean, did y'all have anything else on the football scale? Because I was about to have a little fun, then we gonna. You got a little time to have fun? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, uh, I got another, I got another call. But hey, man, I, hey, y'all, y'all okay. brought me back on, man. I'll, if I got to delay that, I'll delay it for a little bit. Okay. Uh, did y'all have anything on the no, no. All right, good, man. so let's let's shift on. All three of us are Lakers fans, and we got a Miami Heat fan on here. Run <laughs> the series is three one. Can y'all pull it off? First of all, before I answer your question, I feel like I'm being attacked right now <laughs> by the, by, the, by this first question. But um, let me be honest, man. I love my Heat. I love my Heat. Um, I'm I'm a loyal fan all the bumps and bruises. I do believe we get the next game, but I believe the Lakers close it out, out in six. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to start by saying, I mean, for the previous episodes, these guys can tell you, man, I'm the only one who had the heat being in the Eastern Conference Finals, That's you know, because I just love the toughness. I, I love Jimmy Butler. Scrappy. I love Coach Spolstra. You know, if I wasn't a Laker fan, and the Lakers were trash like they've been previous decade. Like last year? Like last year? <laughs> right. Go ahead and say so, it like last like year. Like last year. Yep, <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay. So, but, you know, I think if I didn't have a horse in this race, I would be rooting for the Heat to win it, man, because y'all just – the culture there is is just uh, astronomical. We talked about it last year, how Jimmy just has this effect on all the guys, how, you know, he went to Minnesota, they said he was the problem. He went to Philly and said he was the problem. But then you get to Miami where everybody's selfless, Everybody's rooting for each other to succeed. One day it might be Duncan Robinson going out. One day it might be Tyler Hero. One day it might be Bam's night. And then Jimmy just, you know, he's that piece that does everything. So even if y'all do fall short and y'all probably will, I do think that like y'all how you have do that something. Y'all probably will. Y'all softly loud that one too. He's <laughs> y'all do have uh, y'all do have something to build on and. I think as a Heat fan, you should be excited because, I mean, who would have ever thought that y'all would be in this position? I mean, I feel like the Heat, like you said, you know, we don't we don't have those big superstars, that big, you know, that LeBron and AD or that Shaq and Kobe. We don't we don't have that. I think what we're known for is being a very scrappy team. Okay, and the things that we do, we do well. So that's going to put us in every game. We're going to be able to battle. Now, when you come up against a team like the Lakers, okay, that have the blueprint in terms of how to get to that finals and how to finish it out, um, you know, it, 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 it's tough to be able to go, you know, four games, go seven games with those guys. So I think that we, we, 
we got a great team. We got a good team, man. I think we're missing one piece. Um, but I think we're ha- adding Jimmy Butler, man, and, 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 and getting great coaching. I think a lot of that is coaching as well. I think Spolster does a hell of a job. Um, you're not just relying on, you know, your talent or your one big or your two bigs. So, you know, yeah. the, future yeah. look, the future looks bright, man. Let's just say that. It does. It does. It does. <laughs> And this was never supposed to be a one-year thing for the Heat anyway. Like, it was supposed to be what y'all did last offseason, getting Jimmy there, but especially what the potential is for this offseason as well. So, like you said, future is bright. Y'all got something to look ahead to, you know. Let me me ask you guys this. Who who do you think the Heat can bring in as a superstar that's going to be either a free agent this year or they can do some type of trade for? Who's out there that you guys think that might fit what we do well, and uh, and, and can be that piece that gets us over the hump. I think, honestly, um, this would have to come through a trade, but I know that Bradley Beal has been thrown around uh, for a while. I don't know if I would necessarily say Bradley Beal has that kind of heat-type culture to him, but as far as a talent, as far as talent is there. So uh, he's a guy that I know his name has been thrown around in trade rumors, potentially that he, you know, kind of packaging. Uh, they do have some assets over there. Y'all do have some assets over there that y'all can potentially package and bring in a guy that, you know, averaged about 30 this year and had really a career year. Uh, so, you know, I would I would leave him on the radar as someone okay. potentially out there. Okay. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I, I mean, I like that, that, that Bradley Bill pick, you know. Um, but I would really think y'all need a legit, you know, I like Bam, you know what I'm saying? But, and Bam can get a bucket here and there. But I think y'all need, whoever that is, I can't put my finger on it, but y'all need a, a scoring big. Y'all are small, and I think that's what the Lakers are getting. That's what it's at. We have nobody to really protect the rim. Right. I think, you know, I don't think y'all are that far off. You know, I think because y'all got there without those big pieces, big names, y'all name are on that radar now. Y'all just need that that big guy to protect the rim. Now, if he had the right mindset, now I know Jimmy played with this guy already. I would mm-hmm. say Carl Anthony Towns. But, you know, again, they did they bump heads and mm-hmm. stuff like that before, you know, in his previous stop. But he will be that type of guy to get there if That's he had the right one. mindset to win it. For to I think it could get y'all over that hump. That's, That's a good one. That's I interesting, like that. Carlos, because you mentioned about the big man, and my mind automatically went to LaMarcus Aldridge. I mean, he's a vet. He got some years on him, but we all know he can fill it up. He's he's savvy around the rim, and he also does sure up y'all protection around the cup along with Bam. So, and you know he had been on a competitive team in a while. So, I mean, L.A. man, L.A. man, and then y'all might be able to afford him. He, you know, he he's he's older. He's a vet. Hey, so, if we're gonna throw around bigs and we're gonna throw around potential trade scenarios. How about when Philly doesn't work with Doc Rivers over there? Because y'all know how I feel about Doc Rivers. And go get y'all packing something to go get Embiid. You <laughs> know Embiid <laughs> likes Jimmy, man. You yeah. know Embiid is a Jimmy guy. Um, I, you know, and I just don't buy that it's going to work. I think at some point, Philly's going to have to make a decision out of being an Embiid. And, hey, maybe maybe you get a force like Embiid. But that's me just throwing it out there. You know? I, 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 I like that one. I like that. He can he can score. He can protect the rim. You, you, and, you, 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 yeah, that might and be then, the move. And then you got Drew Holiday that's coming up in free agency too. Mm-hmm. That can add to y'all toughness and defensiveness around the perimeter. So, right. I mean, if y'all get one of them guys, they low say no. They low say no. <laughs> yeah, if that happened, man. Uh, then that's another <laughs> that's another twenty point score for y'all. So, yeah, hey, we supposed to be building the Lakers though. I know, man. right? right. Be- <laughs> yeah, y'all good, man. Y'all hey. good, man. Yeah, hey, yeah. K, hey. LeBron going to ride off into the sunset at some point. It's going to be AD team. They're going to surround him with what he needs. They're going to they gonna continue to make it happen. That's yeah, my yeah. opinion on that. AD is special. Yeah, yeah. he is. He, he's, yeah. One of, he's one of those guys that, you know, you see him this year. He's kind of grew up before our eyes because he, he was with the Pelicans. But right. the Pelicans in a smaller market, so they didn't find themselves on TV much. But, you know, he found himself in his finals debut, and he's just, you know, he belongs there. You know, and, Agreed. You know, if it wasn't for that game-winning shot against Denver, man, where would we be right now, man? <laughs> like, you know, Agreed. Denver, you know, so, I mean, he just stepped up and he's grown up before our eyes. But, you know, like I said, you know, 
we we know what the record shows, but man, the Heat had a hell of a season. Y'all have no reason to hang y'all here. We appreciate, nah, man. Trust me, man. We 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 definitely not doing that. You know, we're gonna give you we're gonna give you guys a fight on Friday. We're gonna mm -hmm. be we we ready. We ready. We're gonna <laughs> give you a fight. We're gonna probably we we probably uh we're probably done in six though. I'm man, they said we wearing the black mambas. They wearing the black mambas. We wearing the black mambas. If we was wearing the purple jerseys, I was be like, ah, oh, maybe. But they said they was wearing the mambas to this Friday, so oh, you man, know. Listen, man. hey, hey, Ron, before we let you go, me me get a score prediction for you on the game. Uh, I'm going one sixteen. 110. Okay. That's a high score. You got to choose a team. Who winning? <laughs> you already know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about right now? I told you five. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I, hey, I wasn't a huge Kobe fan, but, you know, much respect to him in terms of, you know, not just what he did on the court, but what he was doing off the court as well. But I'm, I'm going to tell you like this, man. Like, you know, we coming to play. Oh, we ooh, I know they got the marbles on it. We coming to play. <laughs> hey, man, because you're a Heat fan, and I'm glad you brought that up. And an interesting question, then, you know, we'll wrap it up. Who do you feel like LeBron is, LeBron's best teammate was? Since you're a Miami Heat fan, was it Dwayne Wade or is it Anthony Davis? Well, Chris Bosh, to put some respect on Chris Bosh. <laughs> put some respect on Chris hey, Okay, Chris Bosh. He's on his hands, Honestly, man, um, I'm, I'm going to say D-Wade for right now. Wow. I'm going to say D-Wade for right now, okay? Just because what they were able to accomplish over those four years. AD and LeBron have been together one. So they got to show me a little bit more collectively as, as a unit. But from an individual standpoint, I think that AD, AD special, man. Yeah. <laughs> now, I will say this, Ron. When Dwayne and LeBron and Bosh first got together, they didn't win the championship. Y'all lost to the Mavs. And AD, this is his first time, and they look like they're about to win it. But that's neither here nor there. No, no. Since you touched on that, let me kind of go in. Let me dig up. You say you didn't open it up. Yeah, I'm going to dig it up. So here's what happened with that series, okay? The Heat were in a situation where LeBron, who – was your alpha mm. that came in. He was your alpha. You had Wade, who was an alpha as well. And you had Bosch, who was an alpha on his team, coming from the Raptors, okay? So those three guys, you put three alphas on one team. You got to know who's going to be your guy in the fourth quarter that's going to take over. Not facilitate or defer to somebody else but the guy's going to put his head down, and if we need 25 or we need 30, we know how to go get it, okay? There was a lot of standing around that series. I remember like it was yesterday. There was a lot of standing around. We're going to pass it over here. Hey, we're going to ISO go one-on-one. -on -one. That's not Heat basketball. It took a year or so to really realize, like, hey, LeBron, we're going to let you be the guy. You the guy. You came over here. It was my team, but I'm giving you the, I'm giving you the keys. Here you go. Lead us to the promised land. And yeah, I think yeah. once, they, once they figured that out, let's go. Yeah. Until we go up against the Spurs the last year. Yeah. <laughs> we look old. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, Ryan, man, we appreciate you for coming on again, bro. We can't say it again. Say it enough. We appreciate you, Ron. Man, go ahead again. Tell them for the listeners that lasted this long. Go ahead and tell them where they can find you at, man. You can find me on Instagram at AsianButler1. Uh, that's with the number one. And also you can find the company page at uh, Agency One Sports Group. And if, hey, if you want to go by and check out our website also, it's agencyonesportsgroup.com. Um, you know, we're doing some great things. Got a great team, great, great staff, infrastructure behind us. And, um, you know, we're doing some good things, man. I'm excited about the future, man. Hey, man, that, that sounds great. And you have an excellent roster. Seems like you got a good group of guys under there, man. We're rooting for you, man. Continue doing your thing. And we wish you nothing but success from the opinionated bench warmers. Hey, appreciate you guys, man. Good to talk to you guys, man. You too, man.
Yeah, man, what an awesome dialogue, man. We Again, shout out to Ron for doing that, man. It's always a pleasure and always good to talk with him and get some better insight since he's directly touching the NFL industry every day. Yeah, man. I, hey, you got to love the genuine love and, you know, how much he supports us too and, you know, and, you know, you, you get that feel for good people, you know, and I, again, I appreciate him coming on and rocking with us, man. You know, we, you know, obviously trying to get somewhere and he, 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 I think what he sees is potential in us, you know, and he support us and we, we support him. Yeah, no, definitely, bro. Definitely as a brother that's added to the fold and we definitely appreciate the dialogue. We appreciate, you know, the relationship, the connection built there. And just glad that, you know, we can welcome the listeners in to hear that type of stuff, man. That's some good information, inside information for our listeners to have. Um, and so we definitely look forward to even future conversations like that. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Again, that was Ron Butler, NFL sports agent from the AG, Agency One Sports Group, uh, representing some pretty, pretty good names out here, man. Cool Patrick Robinson, shout out to him, part of the Saints <laughs> I always got to throw the Saints out there. Always. <laughs> and Levante David from the Bucks, man, who's terrorized my Saints every year. But, yeah, man, I think that's about a wrap. We did it again, episode 69. Merchandise will be – information will be released on our Instagram on Friday. So make sure that you're following us on O underscore Benchwarmers on Instagram and Twitter. We will be releasing the information on how you can get these shirts that you see these brothers got. You see Ramon got on the OB shirt. If you want to show him a little bit, you know what I'm saying? You got you got Carlos, you dig, with the OB shirt on. You see me with the OB hat on. You know, all of that information will be on our Instagram. So make sure that you're following us on O underscore Benchwarmers and hit that follow button as well. Make sure that you are subscribing to o, to the Opinated Benchwarmers on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, Stitcher, whatever you like to listen to your podcast. It only takes a second. Just hit that subscribe button. And by doing that, by you supporting and listening to us, by doing that, that's expanding our family and giving giving us what we need to get to the next level. So we appreciate y'all for listening. And until next time, peace. Later.